Hello and welcome to All Things Business, the podcast. Looking at the businesses and people who bring their expertise and employment to the Northamptonshire, Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes region. I'm John Griff and it's good to be back. Let me be the last to wish you a happy and prosperous 2021. Now, since we were last together, the world has turned. Britain finally completed the transition period to Brexit with a deal and is now getting used to very different circumstances for trade. The coronavirus pandemic has, of course, deepened still further, but vaccines have been introduced. And the US is in new waters as one president leaves office under the darkest of clouds and another aims to make his own mark on the global economy. For the All Things Business podcast this month, created under lockdown restrictions, we're featuring just two stories, but both have their own significance. With the new year have come new opportunities for business development. I've been talking to the sponsors and providers of a new scheme aimed at helping small and medium-sized enterprises to develop through the year. It's called Payer Networks. Each business owner is not invested in each other's business. And so the other peers in the group can really give you clear and honest feedback about your plans, about your position. And that is something which is invaluable. There's also the story of the former Abbey, which quite literally almost fell in on itself until it was saved for the county of Northamptonshire as a significant part of its heritage offering. The Abbey has a new chief executive, and I've been talking to him about the past, the present, and his plans for its future as a major tourist venue for the region. People really understand that to really build back better and to create exciting opportunities, we've got to work together. And I'm really excited about some of the conversations that are happening and are due to happen later on this year. There's plenty to come, so join us for the next half hour and January's edition of All Things Business, the podcast. There's no getting away from the fact that 2021 has arrived under the most difficult of conditions for the economy. Coronavirus, Brexit and recession have all conspired to make life exceptionally difficult for business and at exactly the time when Britain is looking to drive itself forward on the world stage. But if a journey of a thousand miles starts with that first step, there are support structures and programmes available to make that first step a step in the right direction, as I've been finding out from Vicky Klamuka from Semlep's Growth Hub and Sabrina Summer from Cranfield University. Peer Networks is their brand new offering which has just started with the new year. Vicky told me what the scheme is aiming to achieve and who it's aimed at. Peer Networks, uh, it's a funded national programme for SME business leaders uh, and it's really aimed at businesses that are wanting to grow, develop their organisation for future success, or in the current climate, really to take stock and have some time to focus on building resilience for the business um, in the tough economic climate we find ourselves in and in light of the impacts of the pandemic. Um, So national programme managed locally by ourselves at the Semlep Growth Hub. Um, The the programme really aims to create cohorts or groups of approximately 10 businesses in a group Uh, providing regular group mentoring sessions between now and March, with the sessions focused on topics really to aid growth and recovery, particularly over the next 12 months. Um, We're really delighted to be delivering the programme in partnership with uh, Cranfield University School of Management. Uh, Cranfield have over 30 years experience in this field, and so the peer networks will be facilitated by experts from Cranfield who not only have a huge amount of experience in business themselves, but have also helped other leading UK brands to develop their businesses. So we're really excited about the programme. 
Okay, uh, Sabrina, from your point of view, from Cranfield's point of view, why is this kind of a project, perhaps as we run into 2021 and the start of what is an, uh, a new kind of doing business, I suppose, for lots and lots of people and not just because of lockdown, why is this project needed in your opinion? Thanks, John. I think in general, peer learning and peer networks uh, are really there to help uh, the participants to have a supporting environment and somebody who can help help them accountable while they are learning something new. Um, but especially for owner managers who are running their own business, it is particularly important because uh, what many uh, SMEs are telling us, they often feel very lonely. Because actually, even without the COVID restrictions, they don't really have many people to, ch to chat things through with. Um, they have their team. So if they have concerns, uh, they are often running out of a, um, a sparings partner or somebody just to, to talk about. And therefore, these, um, it's so crucial for the owner managers to meet other business owners in the same situation. And uh, one of the, the top things we hear back uh, when they come to one of our programs the first time, it's that they realize they are not alone. They are not the only people having the same problems. Um, and uh, that is, uh, uh, I think, in the first instance, uh, quite a, a relief. And um, peer learning in, in general uh, is something which, which Cranfield is doing since its inceptions and especially in our um, business growth portfolio, something which is a, a crucial part because um, uh, each business owner is not invested in each other's business. And so the other peers in the group can really give you clear and honest feedback about your plans, about your position. And that is something which is just invaluable. And especially with the, the lockdown just starting again or general to try to get out of this situation we are in at the moment and look at the post-COVID, post-Brexit time, um, this is why this project is really so uh, crucial to have right now. This sounds very personal. It, it, it sounds um, very much like... Uh, normal networking would be Sabrina, but but this is this is more involved in that. This this is almost a, a sort of network mentoring scheme. How's it going to work? Um, so it uh, it really is about three critical things. It's um, first of all having time to get to know each other. A for building trust, which obviously in in a virtual world is even more difficult, but also really in order to to create the honesty and the accountability in a group. Then I think one one critical element is, uh, as you said, the, the facilitation um, of that, because uh, SMEs are their own breed. They um, they are quite entrepreneurial. They have their way of running their company. So you really need people who understand what they are going through, have been in their shoes or have dealt with them before. And so therefore, really, the, the, the element also of, of providing a structure. So to give them uh, some food for thoughts, uh, some um, topic um, where they can learn something new. 
but then with the facilitation to see what does that mean for their business? How can you put this knowledge into actions? So that at the end um, of the program, um, it is not only that they build a strong network um, uh, with uh, other business owners, but it's also for us to, to teach them how to solve their problems themselves so that the next time when they are not in a peer network, they still will be able to cope with it uh, and uh, just uh, build a better business, whatever life, COVID, pandemic or the world is flowing at them. Of course, these issues are now on business right now at the start of 2021. 2020 was a very difficult year for many. Vicky, Sabrina has, has made the point about SME. What sort of end of the business market are we talking about? Is this aimed particularly at perhaps the owner operators, those who work completely alone? So very much the S of SME or or does it actually include larger businesses that do employ multiple people who may well be all working remotely right now? Yeah, so it's designed for established businesses. Um, so it is actually both the S and and the M of uh, of SME. Um, in that, um, it, it, it's really for those who've kind of got beyond the initial stages of their business. So typically, those who've been in operation for at least a year. Um, we're also looking for businesses who have at least a hundred thousand of turnover, and you know are employing you know there's sort of at least two people working in the business. Um, but from a size point of view, you know, we sort of tailor the cohorts to ensure that the businesses that are in those groups are with other like minded businesses. So we are running some cohorts for for larger businesses. So, you know, businesses from sort of two million turnover upwards. Um, and, and really, from a mindset point of view, we're looking for business owners who've got that aspiration to improve. They, they've got that will to learn from others. And really to kind of take what they learn from the experience of being on the program and, and implement it uh, in their in their business. Um, and from a geography point of view, uh, the local programs aimed at business owners across Bedfordshire, Milton Keynes uh, and, and Northamptonshire as well. This has just started and, and we are talking literally days after the, the, the project really got off the ground. Are you seeing those kinds of businesses within your first cohort? And is it too soon to ask for some feedback on how they're finding things? Or is this really still in its infancy? Yeah, so we, we, we've seen a, a great response to the, to the programme so far. And we, we've really seen a range of businesses who, who've, um, who've applied to be part of the programme um, we we had the first cohort yesterday and we've got a real range of businesses who are involved who I think really just want to use the opportunity to, um, you know, to kind of gain that learning from others, recognising it's a real critical time in their business right now with, you know, with the pandemic and what lies ahead for 2021, um, you know, and, and really just get that, that, ex, that expertise, get that in, external input really to kind of help them to put their plans together for, for the year ahead. This is clearly core activity work for you and your organisations, for Semlep and for Cranfield as well. Sabrina, from, from Cranfield's point of view, you've talked about how important this is from developing networks 
for those businesses that are going to be associated with peer networks. What other benefits do you expect people to see? I can imagine that perhaps people listening right now are saying, well, if I'm going to be part of this, it's going to require an investment of my time. That means an investment of time away from business. And that right now may actually pose an additional pressure on business when people are trying to get started for 2021 and beyond. What sort of benefits will come from the investment of time in this way? Uh, it's a really good uh, question. I think the, the first answer is energy. Um, going through this peer network uh, with an engaging group uh, with lots of like-minded business owners, and we have seen that already in the in the cohort which started yesterday, it is increasing your energy levels. It is keeping you accountable, and it's really um, also a bit of fun during the the quite lonely times, as we had set out before. Um, in general, uh, participating in the program will really help you to gain focus and clarity um, on, on how to lead your business uh, out of this pandemic um, uh, over the next few weeks and months. Um, you, you will increase your confidence and uh, gain new insights uh, from yourself as a leader, um, but especially also in, in relation to working with uh, fellow business owners because they are, as said before, facing similar challenges and maybe also can discuss what worked or what didn't work before. And it's a really safe space uh, where, you can, where you can practice things and sharpen your thinking before even sharing some plans with your teams or your customers. Um, and I think in, in general, there's also the benefit from the huge experience which Grenfield has um, on, on business growth and business survival because um, of our business growth program, um, but also the, the highly successful BGP response program, which we were um, setting up in March last year with SEMNET together to help businesses through the, these unprecedented times. Um, and I think in terms of uh, the time commitment, what we always say, the more time you invest in um, helping yourself, uh, helping developing you as a leader and uh, um, helping to develop your company um, is the more you put into it, the more you get out. So one of the very first uh, elements um, in the kickoff session is to actually unpack and identify what type um, of um, of business owner are you? Are you actually meddling and while you have a team are still involved uh, because at the end it is your baby. It is the company you have founded uh, in most cases. Um, and the, there's an exercise where we actually figure out um, are you the hero who always comes to the rescue um, when something goes wrong? Are you the meddler who is uh, more involved <laughs> in the in the day-to-day -day activities uh, because that was once your job, even if you have now your um, um, your new um, staff dealing with it? Or are you actually a strategist? Are you spending a day a week at least to, to work on the business rather than in the business? And I think even that, that starting session is already so invaluable for all the people who, who are too busy to come on the program to actually join in order to, to learn how to be maybe less busy working in the business and more focused on working on the business. Whoever thought that being a meddler could be part of somebody's job title? I love the idea of that. 
Vicky, the final word to you. Um, they say that every day is a school day. You've got one cohort already up and running. Clearly, there will be others to follow. How long is this project going to be running for? And how do people, in the first instance, get information and signify that they'd like to become part of Peer Networks as well? The programme is running between now and March. Um, so if companies are interested to be involved, we've got plenty of information on our Semlep Growth Hub website on the programme. Um, there is a short expression of interest form on the on the website, an online form to complete. Uh, if you'd like to register for the programme, it shouldn't take more than a few minutes to complete that. Um, and then one of our team will be in contact uh, to discuss suitability for the programme and find a cohort that is most suitable uh, for you. Um, the programme is fully funded and places are limited. So I would recommend if businesses are interested that they, they register sooner rather than later and get in touch with us. Sabrina, Vicky's just laid out what is the, the formal route, I guess, so that people can find out a little bit more and express their interest. But there's a an informal way of doing this as well, and it certainly plays to people's early morning network schemes. You're inviting them for breakfast, a sort of try-before-you-buy approach. Yeah, following on on the very successful BGP response programme, which we were running with SEMLEP already since beginning of, of the pandemic in September, we are bringing back our breakfast club. So that is Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, between 8 and 9.30. It is aimed only at owner managers and uh, it will be just a, a peer session, uh, a peer learning, a peer network uh, session where you can register for the day and, uh, and join this session without any further commitment. And it is uh, really the same basics. Uh, we have uh, our um, trained facilitators um, um, on there. We will have a, a quick start uh, of the group getting to know each other. So you have your networking element. And then we usually ask uh, two or three questions. And uh, whoever is interested in a particular session goes into the uh, breakout room um, for that. Um, people will talk 30, 45 minutes uh, about that. And then we come back in the main room and we share what each of the two or three groups have discussed. So that way we are um, explaining and sharing all the information which has happened in three rooms and you get to, the, to take away all the good stuff. And so that is very similar to how the peer networks will run, just with a little bit more structure. So people can really come and talk uh, about that, uh, what all the problems they have. Um, and then um, if they are eligible, also join the um, peer networks um, afterwards. Yes, um, we recognize that it is a challenging time currently for businesses um, and not underestimating the current lockdown. But we really think this program is timely um, providing that outside expertise, giving businesses that planning time, getting that support from other like-minded business owners. We really believe that this programme is going to give our local businesses the best chance of survival and success in the year ahead. So if you're interested, do visit the website and get in touch with us. Well, it's a great initiative, and who wouldn't want to be part of that? Particularly, it's going to uh, add something uh, not only to the way in which your business operates, but perhaps uh, the um, confidence with which your business operates. And let's face it, the bottom line as well, that's got to be good for employment. It's got to be good for turnover, and it's therefore got to be good for the economy. It's a fairly big geographical area that is being served by this new initiative, this new project. Peer Networks is there for you to join if you would like to. Sabrina, Vicky. Lovely to talk to you both. All the very best for 2021 and for Peer Networks. 
Brilliant. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for having us. That's Vicky Klamuka of Semlep's Growth Hub and Sabrina Summer from Cranfield University. Does your business need to be seen, be heard or be found? Now, more than ever, companies need to make it clear that they are open for business. All Things Management is a team of creatives who connect their clients to their audience. To find out more, visit allthingsmanagement.co.uk. Be seen, be heard, be found. Our second story this month features a Northamptonshire heritage venue which has quite literally risen from the dust of its own rubble. Centuries ago, Delapri Abbey had a very different life to the one that it now enjoys as a significant part of the heritage offer in the county. A charity backed by its own trust, as of last year it has a new chief executive with his own background in operations in the entertainment industry. Richard Clinton is that chief executive and recently I asked him what state he found the business in when he took over, not too many months ago. We really didn't know what we were about to be presented with. We had at some point, you know, we really didn't know what the level of government support was going to be. We didn't know how long this was going to be. So it was a lot of, you know, models and Excel sheets coming out, just trying to create some scenarios of, you know, what it would look like if, you know, three months, six months, nine months, a year, you know, and, and what, uh, what our cash flow would allow us to do and, and how much runway we had, really. I guess for a lot of people, though, coronavirus meant that whilst they weren't able to get away on holiday, they weren't able to get out to uh, the more far-flung areas of the UK, they were able, uh, in fact, they were driven to look at what was on their doorstep. That perhaps was of benefit to Delaprate Abbey because this sort of uh, notion of benign neglect where people only go to what's on their doorsteps when they have to, that must have driven people to the estate that you are now the chief executive for. I think that that was very much the case. If you go back to what seems a very long time ago in uh, March and April and parts of May when the government were only allowing you an hour's worth of exercise per day. And, you know, I think there was even the the ruling that you couldn't travel more than five miles. That ensured people focused on, on what was available local area. So the car parking here on, you know, uh, a weekend and even some of the weekdays was, was just full as people were discovering or reconnecting um, with with Delapri Abbey and, and the park. And I think it's definitely helped as we've seen people connect with the outdoors like they've never done before. Uh, and, you know, that's been one of our uh, sort of strengths is that open space we sit within and how we can use people wanting to be in the outdoors and people's rediscovery or first-time discovery of Delapri Abbey, how we've been able to use that to um, try and you know, navigate these choppy waters. Are you able to see whether or not people are now coming back again? Yeah, we've definitely seen on some of the, the narrative through um, social media, also reviews and contact with, with customers who have, you know, use this as a place during the pandemic to, to return to whether that's you know we've had people coming just to have a coffee and a walk around who've then come to an event and that's been about you know setting that benchmark of quality but also really importantly this year of um safety and so people have been to our events whether that's been the drive-in with with the royal and Dungate theaters our car shows or our um, Halloween or Christmas activity and realised that the length we've gone to to ensure everyone's safety. Um, and I think that's really helped people with 
during this year of wanting to understand where they're going to. They've wanted direction. Um, and I think, you know, it's been a sort of captive market. Once people feel comfortable, that they're not uh, changing their their place of uh, destination they're, they're being fairly loyal it'll be interesting to see how that um level of loyalty remains when things start to open up hopefully in 2022 and 2023 but um it's definitely something that we've taken advantage of and how far has that helped you with planning for 2021 what uh, dialogue have you been able to have with people about what they would like to see at delaprey abbey which would of course then drive footfall don't think we'd be the only organisation or business to, to have used this year as a, a year to test. Um, test things and events that you might not have done, test ways of um, customers booking on, ways of doing tours differently. Um, we're also going through uh, quite an extensive business planning process. It's something that I wanted to do anyway, is taking over is to set the sort of the, the direction for the next three and five years and beyond and so we've got a wealth of intelligence coming through from comparator sites but also stakeholder engagement sessions and we've got some fantastic uh, support um, from eminent individuals who are who are sort of pulling together our, our business plan and what we're seeing is people are going to maintain a sense of uh, staying local I know people are excited about international travel but you know the, the honesty is people are going to be priced out of international travel. There's going to be a funneling of options because of pricing, but also uh, safety. When you, when you think that we are just, you know, rolling out our vaccination program at quite a speed, you know, the international picture is very different and it's going to take a long time. So we're expecting 2022 um, to be as equally busy on that, that sort of staycation market. So it's um, we, we've got to think about you know how we manage uh, those groups, how we manage the site, um, and have a good program that is um, accessible to all, but but also excites people and provides a bit of fun and enjoyment in people's lives after a year which hasn't been that enjoyable for many. 2021 is now with us. Uh, you mentioned working with Royal and Derngate, uh, the, 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 the theatre hub for certainly Northampton and arguably for the county of Northamptonshire. You know that market extremely well because you were formerly the operations director at Royal and Derngate before you went down the road to Luton, before you came back up the road to, to Delapray. How important are those relationships with your near neighbours going to be for the future well-being of Delapray? And by that, I I mean, not only Royal and Derngate, not only the people who live right on your doorstep as consumers, but also near neighbours like the University of Northampton, for instance, which which um, I, I guess brings all kinds of synergies to you. Yeah, it, it's going to be really, really crucial. Uh, and for those people that, that know me, they'll, they'll know I'm not afraid to to connect and engage. And that's been one of the most enjoyable things, I think. The pandemics allowed uh, doors to be open uh, and for the to be warm welcomes. And, you know, let's, let's be honest about it. If I probably didn't have the, the former connection with, with Joe at the Royal and Derngate, you know, the drive-in might not have happened. Um, and so connections are really, really important. And that was one of the things that drew me to come back um, 
to, to Northampton is, is Northampton and the county is really well connected. And I think there's a lot of collaboration that's already been happening. And we've been engaging with stakeholders such as the university, Northamptonshire Sport, you know, Saints Foundation, Royal and Derngate, you know, the list goes on. And that's across, you know, events programs, our well-being focus, and as part of our business plan process. And it's, it's really encouraging. And I think people really understand that to really build back better and to create exciting opportunities for organisations, businesses and the people of Northampton and the county, we've got to work together. Um, and I'm really excited about some of the conversations that are happening and are, are due to happen um, later on this year. OK, Richard, well, with those collaborations, you've been really and truly heavily involved in an organisation that has been collaborating and on a retail basis. People will have come along perhaps to uh, eat at uh, Hibiscus or maybe to have that coffee that you were talking about earlier on. Your relationship with Tom Hewer and his catering business, that's been really working well for both parties, hasn't it? It has. I think it's um, having that, that partnership as a, as a joint venture especially at the start of it, it meant that as an organisation, we weren't burdened with a, a large payroll. Uh, and it meant that we could work together to understand what was required. So we made investments in infrastructure, which allowed them to open up COVID safely. But then also, you know, to, to look at how we could provide more space to achieve the covers that we needed to do. And, and you know, that was one of the fortunate things that we've got is space here at Delabri Abbey. And, and even, you know, we're, we're seeing... You know, some of the fruits of some of the decisions we made earlier in the year, which was understanding that people come to uh, Delapri Abbey, you know, just to use the outdoors and often bring a dog. And, you know, the Abbey hasn't really provided for, for that sector. And it's a huge market, especially locally. And so we, we took the decision to reshape where our visitor welcome was and turn what was our visitor welcome retail shop into more of a, a, a deli. So we created common ground. We we did that work during the, the last lockdown and opened that up at the start of December. And looking at how it's performed in, you know, since we went into tier three and tier four, it's it's brilliant. It's the option that we've got open for those that just want to come and get a coffee, bring their dogs in. Um, it's We've created the perfect takeaway. And, you know, being able to pivot the business in, in that partnership has been crucial. Um, you know, it, it's definitely allowing us to have some optimism. Is 2021 going to be the year for business? Is it going to be a year of opportunity for Delibrate? It's definitely a year of opportunity. You know, we, we've had lots of focus on social enterprise. And actually what I'm asking our trustees to have faith in is actually changing our approach to have a big focus on well-being. If we ensure people have a positive well-being experience, that could be to come and enjoying a walk. It supports our business. They come, they buy a coffee. They come buy a coffee, then they want to come and engage in an event. They come engage in an event. This is where they met their potential new partner and they come and have a wedding. It's For me, well-being is going to be a big focus. If we can get that right, it's going to be a great support for our future sales pipeline. If ever there was a reason to come and visit Delapree Abbey, I think you've just encapsulated it very neatly. Richard, good to talk to you. Good luck for 2021. Thank you, John. That's Richard Clinton of Delapree Abbey. Well worth a visit either for some local exercise right now or in the future when current restrictions allow it. That's it for the January edition of All Things Business, the podcast. Many thanks to my guests, Vicky Klamuka from Semlep, Sabrina Summer from Cranfield University and the Chief Executive of Delapree Abbey, Richard Clinton. 
I'll be back in just a couple of weeks with February's edition. But until then, stay safe. And from everyone on the All Things Business, the podcast team, thanks for listening. <laughs>